Welcome to the Benson and Those Guys program presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Perhaps for this week we ought to call it the Benson and Those Christmas Guys program. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com, or on Twitter, at btgprogram. This show is podcast only again this week. We will have an announcement coming real soon regarding where to find us on radio in the Rochester area. We'll be away next week for the Christmas holiday, but maybe we'll make that announcement somewhere between Christmas and New Year's, followed up again on our January 3rd podcast. We're still tweaking some of the sound issues, but are pleased to be recording for the very first time from our own brand new studio. Those guys are here, Darren, Zach, Shane. You guys comfortable in the new digs? Yeah, it's nice. This thing's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. You built most of this. I love all the, the blue and gray surrounding me right now. It's great. Shane is a uh, Pittsburgh fan through and through, and he is surrounded by a lot of Yankee stuff here in this room. But we're glad to be in our own studio, in our own space. And, um, well, let's get right to it. If things weren't bad enough for Carmelo Anthony, his New York Knicks are a pitiful 5 and 22 as we as we record this show and he is the focus of a lot of very uncomfortable criticism it made the news this week that on top of all that walmart was listing a 14 inch anthony <laughs> carmelo plush doll on its website not only was the name backwards as though they had no idea who he was <laughs> anthony carmelo but the doll itself was really an asian player wearing uniform number 17 that's right, Jeremy <laughs> Lin. The doll is no longer available, but I wonder if that's because Walmart unloaded all their unwanted old Jeremy Lin inventory by passing it off as Anthony Carmelo. I can just see the look on kids' faces as they get this gift from Grandma or Grandpa, you know, this Jeremy Lin Nick's doll, wondering, what dollar store did you find this at, Jeremy Lin? They try to be polite while quietly wondering if the old folks are starting to go senile. You guys ever get one of those gifts? One of those things that, you know, grandma or grandpa, they mean well, they bring it over, and you're just you're just not sure. All the time. I got this stuff growing up all the time. One year I got like a hamburger yo-yo from my uncle that I know we got out of a Happy Meal. <laughs> That's and then, awesome. Then another year I got a... I got a coffee mug. I was like 12. Like, what are you thinking? I'm 12. I'm not drinking coffee. Come on. There used to be this store down in Pennsylvania that uh, sold messed up clothing. And it was the place to go if you wanted, like, a, a team jersey that, you know, it had, like, uh, the wrong names. The, the numbers were sewed <laughs> upside down. You could always tell the kid who shopped at Gabriel's or his parents shopped at Gabriel's. There was one of those here. Yeah. One of the best stores ever. Yeah, I got I, one year, I got a pair of Incredible Hulk underoos <laughs> from my ground. You guys remember underoos? They were underwear that had, like, some printing on them. It was really – I got a pair of Incredible Hulk. And it, my grandmother meant well, and it would have been really sweet <laughs> if I wasn't 12. I was 12, and maybe even 13 at the time. Not something that uh, I was real excited. I'm trying to hide it under the chair, you know, <laughs> trying to be real polite. Yeah, this is this is great. Anyway, speaking of Jeremy Lin, did you guys see that he was ranked fourth in a poll of most hated NBA players? Fourth. Why? Why do people hate him? I, I don't. You know, of course, it was one of those things on the side of a web page. You know, wow. click here, and then it's advertisement heavy. They're just trying to get you to click through and 
of course, I fell for it. I clicked through, <laughs> and I'm that guy. I, I, and I never do that, but I did for some reason on this one. But fourth, and, and I had the same thought. You, why, why are you hating so highly on, on Jeremy Lin? He seems so vanilla to go that high. So it's, it's just random Internet users, not players, other players? I really I don't know who did the poll. It was it was off the side of a legitimate sports website, you know, sports news source and I just clicked it and it says click here to you know, or so the fourteen worst or whatever it was. <laughs> it, it got me to go through it. And of course they put these polls together with the sole purpose of getting you to talk about it. That's what they want. They want you to talk about it. And of course we're doing it for them right now. Anyway, fourth hated. Last week, we debated Tom Brady's use of the on-the-field F-bomb. Actually, we debated his uh, defense of it as a great word for the situation. Well, as a follow-up story, an example of just how ridiculous some so-called news sources can be, it had been reported that the FCC had received numerous complaints about the incident. Well, this week it was revealed that the definition of numerous is three. (laughs) <laughs> the FCC got three complaints, a total of three. Three sets of people, one in Indiana, Iowa, and Pennsylvania, it's probably Shane's family, <laughs> filed indecency complaints with the FCC. A grandparent from York, Pennsylvania, wrote in to say that CBS's repeated shots of Brady were uncalled for, and a parent from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, called the broadcast team very unprofessional. It was a parent from Indianapolis that wrote, My six-year-old children know how to read lips, even if there is no sound. So why during the telecast is CBS going out of their way to show Tom Brady screaming the F-word on national TV? Well, why does your six-year-old know what the F-word is? Well, they can read. Listen, even if they can read lips, they won't have to. They're going to hear this word a lot. It's, it's, it's going to come up. I'll do an but experiment I, with my six-year-old, see if he can read lips. That parent of the year just went out the window for you. But I do get down with the point. And and I got on Brady a little bit for it. And I still think, you know, you got to realize how many cameras, how many mics are out there. You're a role model. But you guys, the three of you, put more blame on the network for showing it over and over. And now I think thinking about it a little more, you're probably right. Why is it always necessary to celebrate and sensationalize things like that? But three complaints the FCC got. As we talk about the profane, audio surfaced this week of fired Nebraska head coach Bo Pelini's final exit meeting with the players. In the audio, which the university says is authentic, he shreds A.D. Sean Eichhorst. I think I said that right. Pelini can be heard explaining to the players that he didn't really have a relationship with the A.D. and that the guy is a total blank. I mean, he is a total blank. The second blank being a uh, very rarely used, even more vulgar than the first one. If you rarely, it, it's it's bad. Yeah, it's like it. the king, queen, maybe you could say, of inappropriate words. The university said in a statement that it only reaffirms the decision that he should no longer be a leader of young men at Nebraska. Polini also said a guy like Eichhorst who has no integrity, he doesn't even understand what a core value is. He was supposed to be in a private meeting. If he wants to use that kind of language, at least it was behind closed doors. I'm not at all bothered 
well, I shouldn't say not at all bothered, but I'm not that much bothered by the language. It was it was locker room talk, but throwing somebody under the bus like that. <laughs> You know, that's where I have my problem. You didn't just throw him under the bus. You threw him under there and then ran over him a few times. Somebody's somebody's in the wrong for recording this, betraying his confidence, but it sounds like bitter grapes, doesn't it, to you? It does, and it would concern me if I was a school thinking about hiring him. But if for some reason down the road we have to let him go, he's going to air any dirty laundry that there exists, you know? Yeah, i got to say, if that's the kind of leader you are, that sort of, uh, bitter grapes saying ripping people behind their backs and it's really you who has no integrity you're not a man of character you're definitely not a quality leader and as you say the next school well the next school is young youngstown state good luck to you you must be real proud of the man you just hired <laughs> they don't have a whole lot to be proud of down there that's not far from where i'm from it's a rough rough area well their new coach ain't much either <laughs> by now you know that jay cutler is out Jimmy Clausen is in as the starting QB for the Chicago Bears this Sunday against the Lions. Yes, Jimmy Clausen. You remember Jimmy's him. Jimmy's ready. Jimmy's got some new moves. Okay. Check Jimmy out. <laughs> Seinfeld. J- Jimmy's got moves. Jimmy's ready. You remember him, the former Notre Dame star, 1-9 in, in 10 starts as a rookie with Carolina in 2010. 1-9. Replacing, he's your new starter, a Chicago Bear fan. You got to be excited. How how desperate are they right now? If Jimmy Clausen is your answer, that is who you're throwing out there. Well, listen, Cutler completed 17 of 31 last week, 194 yards. He threw three interceptions, was sacked a season high seven times. He had a bad. He leads the NFL with 18 interceptions, 24 turnovers. Can't imagine that's what the Bears had in mind when they signed him to a seven-year, $120 million extension last season. And it probably wasn't what they had in mind when they hired Mark Tressman two years ago, who's known for his work with quarterbacks. The Bears have slipped back this year, and at 5-9, and nine, they need to blow that thing up. Somebody is going to go, either the coach, the GM, the quarterback, maybe all of them. The place just seems to be a mess. In fact, it was just last week that the offensive coordinator, Aaron Cromer, admitted to being a source of a report criticizing Cutler. That that right there is probably the worst story I've heard. Your offensive coordinator is throwing you to the wolves. That I don't see how those two could work together. I, I, honestly, Jay Cutler's night may have had you know his bad night the other. Last game, that might have something to do with uh, all the reports of his offensive coordinator and all that stuff. Like, how yeah. are you supposed to have a good game after all that crap is going down? Well, true, and you got to wonder if benching uh, Cutler is Tressman's attempt to save his job. You know, uh, Cutler certainly wasn't doing anything to preserve the coach's job. So, I think what that difference does it make? Probably is the case because we're seeing reports coming out over the last couple of days that other Bears players are confused by it. It, it caught them out of the blue that their their quarterback, their leader, is being benched. So well, what, he, he's not hearing it from them that they want him benched. And, what, yeah, what was so confusing was how light he went on as uh, offensive coordinator, Cromer, when he seems to be going a little heavier on the player than he did on the offensive co- uh, coordinator. I don't get this tactic if he's trying to save his job, though. Who's going to want to play for you now, knowing that you will sell them out to the media if, if, it, if it will help you, if you think it will help there you? There was a report that maybe there's more to it. Now, he's got a contract, Cutler does. We mentioned it's a, a, a lot of money, a lot of years. 
The contract calls for Cutler to be paid a $10 million guarantee on March 12th, coming up. If injured at the time, the Bears owe him another $10 million for 2016. By sitting Cutler the final two games of the season, the Bears guarantee he won't get injured, and they'll have the ability to cut him, trade him. you got a healthy quarterback. You know, If that's the case, I kind of hope he gets hurt in practice or something. I see him being traded because I think the total guaranteed money he's owed next year, if they cut him, is like $17 million. I can't see paying somebody $17 million to not play for you. I see him being traded. It's Kiyagawa. Remember when the Yankees, Kiyagawa yeah. gave him all that money. Triple he played. A's coach. Yeah, you'd see him <laughs> rolling through Rochester every now and again. But Jimmy Clausen, certainly he gives you no better chance than Jay Cutler. No better chance at all. And he definitely gives you no better chance than Tim Tebow, who all he does is win. Oh, Why has nobody there. called you're Tim Tebow? <laughs> well, he's not a good quarterback. Did you see all the empty seats at, at Monday Night Football? Primetime television. You got a ton of empty seats. Give Tim Tebow a call. He's at least going to fill those seats. And he's probably going to get you a win. That's all the man does. You're listening to Benson and those guys. Brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town and Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, Town and Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town and Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire. Retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. Ameriprise Financial Services, Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Benson and those guys, brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions, the Christmas edition of Benson and those guys. Kind of a big week for the Buffalo Bills, wasn't it? I mean, a huge, surprising win over the Green Bay Packers. And then it was learned this week that the Bills are the champions. Yes, I said that in the same sentence. Bills 
and champions of the 2014 Responsibility Bowl. The Responsibility Bowl is a five-round tournament. It pits all 32 teams in head-to-head matchups throughout the season. Now, here's what happens. Teams advance through the rounds by earning points when their fans pledge to be responsible, either by signing up to be designated drivers at the games or by responding to social media posts from the teams and their partners about the competition. The Bills beat the rival New England Patriots in the championship match. How loose are these guidelines? Because I've been to a Bills game, and the fans are largely unresponsible. But maybe they have a designated driver. Listen, Bills fans are responsible. They might be getting tanked at the game, (laughs) but they've got somebody that's driving them home. They beat the New England Patriot fans in the championship map. There were also wins over the Vikings, Dolphins, Texans, and Bears along the way. Congratulations, Bills fans. You are the 2014 Responsible Bowl, Responsibility Bowl champions. I call shenanigans on the results of this. But it really was a good week for the Bills. Well, the Bills fans signed up to be designated drivers before they started drinking. I, listen, I don't. I didn't do the poll. I'm just. I, I'm just commenting on <laughs> it. I'm, giving, I'm trying to bring some good news during this holiday season to <laughs> Buffalo Bill fans who are starving for any type of championship, and you're peeing in my Fruit Loops. I'll take a win over the Patriots in any competition. Just to be on the field, it Patriots can- and Dolphins, right? Yeah, I'll take that in any arena. <laughs> Just a week or so ago, people are looking at the remaining schedule for the Bills, determining whether or not uh, they could make the playoffs. And you looked at it, and you thought, well, there's a loss to the Broncos, there's a loss to the Packers, there's a loss to the Patriots, and, you know, you're probably going to beat the Raiders, and you're looking at 8-8 eight and eight and outside of the playoffs. But now, with the win over Green Bay, you know, it, it's it's a, you're still in the playoff hunt. You know, instead of it being a nice season, although – you know, you're glad it's not going to be a losing season again. Um, you're still in a playoff hunt. Best team since 2004. Yet I'm still waiting for that Bills moment. You know, we were saying, okay, the Packers are unbeatable. They're going to lose there. Right, they beat them. That's that's great. Okay, and they held Peyton and Aaron Rodgers to no touchdowns thrown in the last two weeks. That's impressive. Okay, but. I'm just waiting for that Bills moment, and I hate to be that guy, but wouldn't surprise me one bit if the Bills lose to the Raiders this week. That's just what the Bills do. They're going to find a way to screw this thing up. You guys are always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because it always happens. It's 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 the same, well, up until recently. You know, up until the Red Sox started winning, it was the same thing with Red Sox fans. They were always figuring out, all right, how are we going to blow this thing? And as Yankee fans, they're like... <laughs> Man, we're gonna win. We just we just know we're gonna win, and I can see it with Bills fans. I, you know, I'm a Giants fan, but I, I really like the Bills, and I want to see them do well. And I'm excited. They're in a playoff hunt, and you're kind of if you're a Bill fan, you're sitting there going, "Well, maybe, maybe if everything goes right, maybe." Yeah, I'd like to see the Bills uh, in the playoffs, but. You know, if you're not going to make it into the playoffs, the next best thing to do is play the spoiler. And that's exactly what Oakland is going to do. I, I have the same feeling. Uh, you know, the, the heartstrings of Bills fans are wound <laughs> so tight right now, they're just waiting to snap. I'm a little nervous going into this game, to be honest, because you remember, I think it was, was it week, it was week three. The Raiders were leading the Patriots for like three quarters of that game. 
And then they played, who's it, the Chiefs that they beat unexpectedly? Mm-hmm. Every now and then, mm-hmm. they have a really good game out of nowhere. They beat the Chiefs and the Niners. And I'm really nervous that this is going to be that out of nowhere. Because they're due for one. They got crushed by the Rams a few weeks ago. I'm nervous that it's going to be us. Not to mention, uh, there's a very good chance and likelihood uh, that um, this might be Oakland's last home game to play in Oakland. Before they move to Los Angeles. Yep. Before they move to Los Angeles, so they might be playing for something. You really think they're going to LA? Back to LA. Someone's going to LA. Why not them? Someone's going there, and they've been trying to get a new stadium for a long time, and they keep getting turned down. I can see them leaving. Well, the Rams already own property outside, just outside LA. Anyway, I don't. I don't want to make this about that. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills. They are. They are in prime playoff position. They are going to beat the Oakland Raiders. Then they're going to go up to New England, and they're going to roll the Patriots. <laughs> and you guys are going to be Just sitting relax. here. They're going to be 10-6 and six <laughs> on their way to a deep playoff run, upset after upset. And then they're going to be a half a game out of the playoff. At race, the beginning of this still season. Still not making it in the playoffs. We were doing... We were doing our Super Bowl predictions, and that idiot over there, Darren, what said up? said the Bills and the Cowboys were going to have a rematch. <laughs> Watch it happen. If that happens, you guys are not going to want to be in the same room as me. But then, but then he adjusted his pick, and he picked something else. But I think I picked the Niners officially. That pick looks much better. That wasn't great. <laughs> uh, the Bills have a better chance right now than the Niners do. At the beginning of the season, I had Colts and Seahawks, and boy, I. Not that seeing those Colts. Well, it could happen, but so could the Bills and Cowboys. Andrew Luck has taken a lot of hits back there. I'd be worried if I'm a Colts Colts fan right I now. I picked the Saints, and what are they, 6-8? and eight? They still might go to the playoffs. They're still going to win the division, and they <laughs> might be 500. Watch the Bills miss the playoffs. This, this would be the most Bills thing ever. The Bills go 10-6, and six, right, like you said, but still somehow miss the playoffs. And then you have a team from the NFC South having a home game with a losing record in the playoffs. Like That would just be... Another kick in the gut to Bills fans. One of the great things for somebody who lives in western New York to see after the Bills beat the Packers was the amount of national attention that the Bills defense was getting. Now, we talked about the offense. They're, you know, nothing. It's bad. They're just good enough. You know, Kyle Orton's just good enough. He's not going to cost you a game. But he's not going to, you know, do anything that's really going to win you a game in most circumstances. 14 for 27 for a pick? Like, what was the quarterback it, rating? 50-something? He's terrible. It was good enough because of their defense. It was good enough to win. And it was great to see the Bills getting some national attention because of the way they played the Niners. Nobody thought they were going to beat Green Bay. Nobody. I don't even know if the guys in the locker room thought they were going to beat Green Bay. <laughs> here's here's my problem, though. The Bills' defense is great, Yes. But over the course of the season, I think their defense has only scored them two touchdowns. And I think their special teams have scored them two touchdowns. So there are four touchdowns outside of their offense all year long. You can't count on that every week. The special teams in defense scored, I think, nine points against the Packers, meaning they their offense only scored 12. If it wasn't for their defense, they would have lost, okay? And no one's debating that. That's great. But you can't count on your defense doing that every week, which is why I'm nervous that sooner than later, their offense, led by Kyle Orton with a 50-something QB rating, is going to officially knock them out of the playoffs because they are that bad on the offensive side of the ball. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. That's all you need to know if you're a Bills fan. 
Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. <laughs> this is a different if NFL. If Trent now. Dilfer can win a Super Bowl, Kyle Orton can win a Super Bowl. I don't think Trent Dilfer could lead a team or not lose his way all the way through the Super Bowl. And now it's a, it's an offensive league now. Yeah, I agree. And listen, I'm not trying to make it that the Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl. I still don't think that. They got a uphill climb just to still even if they went out, they yeah. still need some help to make the playoffs. But my that. point is in week 15, is that what what we're in week 16 yeah, coming 16, up? Yeah. And you're still got playoff hope. And I'm not even a Bills fan necessarily, though I want to see them succeed. And you two Bills fans are talking like, you know, <laughs> Uh, like the sky is falling. Because it's going to. You're a better Bills fan than me, and you don't even like them. Don't oh. rope me in with Darren. I, I, I have been on well, the I'm bandwagon waiting for you. I'm waiting to hear your passion Zach. come through. I'm waiting to hear you, you know, Bills fan, you know, Darren made behind a point, your team. Darren made a point last week where he said it's an offense-driven league, and you have to score points, you have to have a quarterback, and I agree with him up until the playoffs. To get to the playoffs, you have to put up points. But when was the last time we saw an offensive-driven team win a Super Bowl? It had to be the Packers, what, three or four years ago? The champion every year is a team with an elite defense and a quarterback who does just enough. I mean, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. How many games did Russell Wilson complete 15 passes a game? You can win it with a quarterback who is just good enough. They put up a lot of points, though. In the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. They're, they're a defensive team. We all get it. That's... Maybe the best defense in the NFL, but they put up a lot of points in that Super Bowl. Shane, you were gonna... yeah, I, I'm just in defense of what Zach is saying. You know, they were going up against Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos, and Peyton was having a career year. You know, there in, in Denver, and uh, you know, they I don't want to say that they held him in check um, because they didn't. They they certainly put up an, enough points as well. But um, yeah, I I I would feel confident. With the Bills maybe winning one round in the playoffs, I can't see them going much further than that. They have to get there first, and it's not going to happen. Going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. You're a Steelers fan, Shane. Pastor Shane sitting over here, a Steelers fan, quietly not saying anything about his team. How you feeling? I can't see them winning in Kansas City to secure a playoff spot. Um, similar reasons. I, I feel Kansas City is going to be playing the spoiler and. You know they might surprise me. I mean they've been they've been playing well as a team. The the offense is on fire. It's an underrated offense. It's not getting a lot of attention in the league this year for some reason. But uh, the season that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell's having is just ridiculous. I and, saw I saw a stat yesterday that Antonio Brown's receiving numbers are higher than all of the Chiefs wide receivers together. Well, not only that, he has eleven touchdowns this year. The Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers have not caught a touchdown the entire <laughs> season. That's a terrible stat. A win over the Raiders, going up to New England, and a win over the Patriots. You're listening to Benson and those guys, the Christmas edition. The show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, btgprogram.com, or at Twitter, at btgprogram. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say. On a bright Hawaiian Christmas day That's the island greeting that we send to you From the land where palm trees sway
Sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town and Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, Town and Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town and Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire. Retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. Ameriprise Financial Services, Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys, the Christmas edition of Benson and Those Guys. The show is brought to you by Town & Country Pet Solutions. We are very pleased to be recording for the very first time in our brand new studio. If you are one of the podcast listeners, this is a podcast-only edition. While we continue to tweak the sounds, we'd be very interested in hearing your feedback on how we sound. Um, brand new studio, Benson and Those Guys. i got to tell you, fellas. I hate Christmas. I faked it for the first half hour of the show. The Grinch. I, I I know. I hate Christmas. I, don't get me wrong. I I love the togetherness of family and friends, and obviously I love the account of the birth of Christ, especially what it means for forgiveness of sins and salvation. And but I just can't stand the commercialization. Man, people that you see maybe once a year. Christmas time, they come rolling up on you expecting a gift, you know. I, I don't even have really a relation with you. I barely know you. and you're, Everybody expects a gift. And the ads on TV, they make you feel like a loser if you didn't get your wife a Lexus or your loved ones a brand new car or something. I, I just can't stand it. Does this mean I'm not getting a present from you this year? Yeah, you will not be getting a present from me. I know, I'm the Grinch. I hate Christmas, but... Um, Again, again, Christmas Eve, the family's gathered together. You're reading the uh, the story of the birth of Christ. W- wonderful. Christmas morning, everybody gets up. Wonderful. But the ads on TV, oh, man, I want to take my own life sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the, the money, the amount of money that is spent on Christmas is disgusting. It's absolutely terrible. But it is Christmas time, and there's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish shame. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. It's the gift-giving season. There it is. Band-Aid. 
but it is the gift-giving season. I wanted to ask you guys, let's go around the room. What are some of the gifts that um, you would you'd want to give to somebody in the sports world? For instance, for Christmas, I want to give a Buffalo Bills uniform to Cam Newton to use for next season. Yes. That's my gift to Cam Newton, a Buffalo Bills uniform. That goes along with my first Christmas wish of the Bills getting a franchise quarterback. All right. I'm going to get specific. I'm going with, I'm giving the Pittsburgh Pirates a World Series championship. Shocker. That they win in the bottom of the ninth inning with a walk-off Grand Slam. Wow. Surprised you didn't say by who. It was really thought out. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised you picked up the Pirates. By the pitcher. That's who. <laughs> I think I also want to give a heart to the New York Knicks for so many times that they've just kind of laid up and admitted after the game that they weren't really even ready to play. I want to give. I'm like the Wizard of Oz here. I want to give a heart to the Knicks. I've got a gift for the Cleveland Browns, courtesy of the Buffalo Bills, a pick at the end of the first round. That actually happens. You can't be a Santa Claus. They gave him the first pick, but I want it to be at the end of the first round because the Bills keep winning football games. Ah, uh, gotcha. That's Stay a, with me. That, that, that is borderline re-gifting. It's the only <laughs> gift that they have. Zach's just like going into the Browns' home, re-wrapping it, and saying, here you go. You already own this. Part. All right, here's a gift. This gift goes out to the 1800s. I'm giving them mumps back. They can take it. <laughs> Leave everyone but the Penguins alone. Shane's in oh. here wearing... A Penguins jersey, and I'm a little bit afraid we're all going to get mumps. You just you already the have the mumps. <laughs> I, I actually I have a I have a Christmas gift I want to give to Jay Cutler, and that's a smile. I would love to see that guy smile just one time, <laughs> just once. I've never seen him smile. He's the, the saddest looking man playing professional sports that I have ever seen. I would like to see the Buffalo Sabers unwrap a number one draft pick. I would like to hear Benson and those guys go a week without talking about the Yankees. I would like to give the Yankees an, a disappearing act, and they can just get rid of Alex Rodriguez right now. See, I just want them to have an injury-free season for Michael Pineda and Ivan Nova. <laughs> that would be a Christmas gift I'd like to give them. I'd like to give them. I would like to give them a starting pitcher who's willing to take less to go there. Nice. But while while we're talking about things that are never going to happen, that's what I would like to happen. Or we're talking about things that are never going to happen. I would love to see Mello pass the ball and play defense. <laughs> Once well, not get carried away. <laughs> and to each of you guys, I want to give peace on earth and goodwill. You're a loser. Men. <laughs> Have you guys been following this Jim Harbaugh situation? Is this is it me or is this just flat out weird? I mean, multiple teams are lining up for a chance to have the guy lead their team, both NFL and college teams. Even many of the teams who won't have openings this season might secretly be wishing that they did just to get a shot at Harbaugh. And Michigan is now reported to perhaps, or maybe they did or didn't, have made a six-year, $49 million offer to Harbaugh, and he's considering it. It seems like everybody wants the guy except the team that has them. They don't want them. And as much as I'd like to see him in Michigan, I have a hard time believing he'd actually accept that job. Do you think it's possible that he floated that offer out to the to the media? I mean, he did that uh, allegedly 
before he took the job in San Francisco, he he allegedly floated the Dolphins offer out there. You know, it's like, hey, here's here's what it's going to take to sign me because here's what's on the table from Michigan. Why would you do the forty nine million though? Honestly, if you're floating out the number, like making an even fifty. So that nobody says, nobody's giving you $50 million. You're crazy. Right? I didn't say $50 million. I said 49 But if, if you're a Michigan fan, if he took your job, aren't you going to be sitting there wondering when's he leaving to finish the job in the NFL? Oh, yeah. I mean, at some point, he's going to be going to get the Super Bowl title. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. And speaking of NFL teams I'd like to see get him, I would love him to go to Buffalo. I really would. Well, the guy can obviously coach. Yeah. Three straight NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl trip sandwiched in. I mean, I guess to me, what is so difficult that grown adults can't work th- through this thing? Are you telling me that grown adults can't figure out how to get along to do what they were all tired to do, which is win? Which, by the way, they've been d- having a pretty good amount of success. I could see how someone like Harbaugh could just start rubbing people the wrong way. And that's what you hear, but I also hear there's uh, the GM wants uh, a good amount of the glory, and it's all going to the coach, and they can't get along. And Man, 49er fan has to be disgusted by this thing. It seems like human selfishness is going to end up blowing this thing up for whatever's involved there. If you are an adult, if we're having, let's say the four of us, we got a team and we're having some success, and uh, you know, we're going to have our little squabbles here and there, but at some point, man, we're winning. We got to keep this thing together. We got to figure out a way to keep making this work. They're adults. How how can you not get that? You know who I bet is loving all this friction between Harbaugh and the GM and all these stories is Colin Kaepernick. Because if we're being honest here, his play has has gone backwards significantly this year. He is not nearly as good as he was before and I think a lot of the blame needs to be put on him. The 49ers by all re- by all reports are going to end up dismissing a highly successful coach that every other team covets. Can you remember a time has that ever happened before? I mean, no matter who comes in there, no matter who it is, who are you going to get that's going to be Jim Harbaugh? Who's going to have no matter who it is, you're going to take a step backwards. You're going to take at least a small step backwards. Uh it just you got to get over the fact that, all right, if you're the GM and the coach is getting all the glory, who cares? Get over that. Uh, you're winning. That's what you were hired to do. If you're the coach and the GM's getting the glory, get over it. You were hired. You were hired to bring wins, which is why, as believers in Christ, we're to give the glory to God. Right? First Corinthians ten thirty one. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And when we fail to do that, the team suffers. And that's exactly what's happening in San Francisco. Getting the focus off of God and putting it on ourselves leads to infighting, leads to distraction, and ultimately it leads to division. And by contrast, though, when we do as we should and we give God the glory rather than take it for ourselves, not only does it please him to bless us for it, which is kind of, You know, we do what we're supposed to do, and then we get blessed for it. But when we praise him for his goodness, his mercy, his provisions, then those around us start uh, having cause to revere God as we do. And really, if we just give God the glory, it's evangelism in action. It's We can apply that in everyday life. 
get, get the focus off yourself. Stop being so s- selfish. And, you know, you just out in San Francisco, the whole thing's going to blow up. And it's affecting 53 other guys in the locker room besides himself, too. Which it will in, in um, any ministry, any church application, when you're when the focus is not on God and the focus is on you, it, the same thing happens. The locker room explodes, implodes, I should say. Yeah, that's where we're made to function as a unit. And when when we're not functioning with within unity and we're isolating ourselves and we're working by ourselves, things are not going to function clearly. That's when stuff uh, falls apart. You you get burnout. You get, you know, start pointing fingers at one another that that doesn't win championships, that doesn't uh, make you a successful group, that doesn't make your ministry successful. It, it it just setting it up for failure. And you see that. I mean, you know, to go back uh, to when we were talking about winning championships, the, the teams that win championships are the teams that play as a team, that there is unity amongst the team. Uh, you'll hear the players relating themselves to family. You know, we're, we're like a family. We function as a family. You, you know, and and with that, you know, problems do arise all the time. Problems arise, but it's how you deal with those problems that will determine whether you're successful, a successful team or not. And you're seeing that with the 49ers, they're not addressing these problems, like you said, Benson, in a grown-up fashion. Let's let's be honest; they're acting like little selfish kids at Christmas time who did not get a Lexus for Christmas. Before we go to break, I noticed that one of Pastor Shane's uh, Christmas wishes was that we'd go a week without talking about the Yankees. But then he brought up championships and teams that play together win championships. And I just, I'd be remiss if I didn't remind him that the Yankees did that 27 times, Shane. <laughs> 27 times. How many times has your Pirates done that? Um, Not 27. <laughs> Not 27 times. You know. I do have a mute button here that I might need to utilize I, for you. I, I want to go a week without Shane just being completely biased towards everything Pittsburgh. Yeah, because, well, why would like, he? you know. <laughs> why, why, why would you expect him to do that? He's a Pittsburgh fan. But He's let, from Pittsburgh. But, but, but let's talk about the Yankees and Bills because I'm not biased. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, we're catering. We're catering. Our, you yeah. got you got to respect a guy yeah. that roots for his home team. Not picking teams that are on top of the standings. He roots for Jeff, his teams. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud. Also, also, Darren, I, I want you to know that I have never in my entire life met somebody who rooted for a team and against the team at the same exact time. I'm it's, not rooting against the Bills. You I absolutely know. are. I know it's coming. You, you're you looking forward to it coming. You're rooting against them. Just oh. so you can tell all of us, I told you so. No, Remember mostly, on episode 14 when I said that the Bills are going <laughs> to break everybody's heartstrings? No, mostly so I could just tell Zach that I was right because I've been waiting for it all year. I'm Benson. They're those guys. This is the Christmas edition of Benson and Those Guys. We're brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. La, 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 la. 
sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire. Retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. Ameriprise Financial Services, Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys, the Christmas edition. And in the spirit of the holidays, we have a very special, unreasonable rant from Darren. It is the Christmas edition of the Unreasonable Rant. Twas the night before Christmas, and in the Knicks' house, losing was expected, all of their shots rimmed out. Before the season started, optimism filled the air, but now even the Zen Master can't fix the problems that are there. Defense is never played, like their shoes are filled with lead. We just didn't compete, is something often said. Sadness is all I feel when I talk about this season, and how 10 wins doesn't even seem within reason. JR never seems to engage his brain. With every loss, more of Mello's body seems to be in pain. The only kind words come from Chandler and LeBron. This team is worse than the piles of dog poop on my front lawn. They don't want that to change. They want New York's talent to remain absentee. Christmas cheer is everywhere except MSG. All that money spent to restore a rundown edifice. Too bad there's no talent to be found on the premises. The price of a ticket is completely outrageous. It's as if giving half an effort is contagious. Now I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, but it's a sad reality. Like death taxes and James Dolan's irrationality. So like every year, Knicks fans, you've got to be patient. It takes time to climb out of the Eastern Conference basement. Comfort each other. And unlike the Knicks players, please don't fight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. <laughs> that was a great Christmas reading. I don't know if that was uh, poetry or uh, a rap. But hey, either way, that was classic Christmas reading right there. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I nailed that one. Which, whenever somebody says, I don't mean to toot my own horn, horn really means i'm about to toot my own horn <laughs> pretty loud too you know i worked hard on that one and i'm i'm very proud of it now nah, you should be that was a good job darren's christmas unreasonable rant benson and those guys is brought to you by town and country pest solutions to which we do our pest of the week but for the spirit of christmas it is the 
Grinch of the Week. And my Grinch of the Week this week is Philadelphia radio host Chris Steigel of WPHT. Ellen, De- Ellen DeGeneres had 23-year-old Phillies fan Julie Kramer, who's battling stage 4 synovial sarcoma, which is a soft tissue cancer, uh, as a guest on her talk show and surprised her with a visit from Phillies second baseman Chase Utley. Utley told Kramer that she had a standing invitation to be his personal guest at a Phillies game of her choosing in 2015. Well, the next morning, Steigel, if I'm saying that right, mocked Utley's gesture, saying, you know Chase Utley's not going to be around to take the cancer patient to the games. It's a nice invite, but he won't even be here. But that's not it. He then added, plus it's probably terminal what that woman has. You think she's going to be going to live through an entire season? To top it off, this loser then issued one of those non-apologetic apologies for his comments and blamed, quote, people who wish to do me harm professionally for twisting his words. How do you twist that, you fool? And as of Thursday, WPHT, the Phillies flagship radio station, by the way, still had not announced any discipline for Steigel. Get off the pot, hold this man accountable for his despicable words, Radio host Chris Steigel is my Grinch of the Week. My Grinch of the Week is the city of Los Angeles for uh, their willingness to steal a football team from some city, uh, probably one of three, most likely Oakland Raiders, um, going to cause Oakland to just fall into a greater depression than what they're already in, uh, taking away their precious Raiders. Um, But that's my Grinch of the Week. If you lost the Raiders, are you really that disappointed? That, that, that's scary. Don't you want somebody to take them? That, that scary-looking guy that wears the spiky shoulder pads and everything like that, he's pretty much the only Oakland Raider fan left. He's going to be sad. Just drive down the beach, baby. Go down the road, head south. <laughs> be fine. Hey, they're not getting the bills. They can have whoever else they want. How about the L.A. Steelers? It has a nice ring to it. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible idea. My Grinch of the Week is the Mumps. I love hockey. I love watching hockey. It's better when its stars are playing, when not when half of their face is swollen like a grapefruit. Go back to the 1800s. Leave everybody but the Penguins alone. My Grinch of the Week is the Mumps. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying the Mumps are good, but that, that picture with Quagmire from Family Guy next to Sidney Crosby's horrible-looking face, that thing's amazing. They I could, could look twins. at that all day. Yeah, you know... Just as a reminder to us that Jesus actually did love the lepers, and he he still loves Sidney Crosby and his gigantic neck. This <laughs> <laughs> is the best picture I've seen ever. Uh, my Grinch of the week is whatever jerk decided to schedule the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars for the Thursday night football game. I would rather watch my three-year-old daughter try to read a book. It's a combined record of 4-24. and 24. Who thought this was a good idea? The the worst game of the year, hands down, right here. Yeah, Thursday night football the last month has been absolutely terrible. I mean, the the score to last week's game was I don't I I forget what it is. It was a low low score, like twelve to nine. Just terrible lineup for the last last half of the year here for Thursday night. The whole year, really, for Thursday night, they've just gotten a bad draw. Early in the year, they had all the blowouts and the low-scoring games, and you got this matchup tonight. Not a good night for, or not a good year for Thursday night football. 
As we get close to closing out this week's show, I've asked Pastor Shane to share some thoughts on the true reason for the season. And he's going to share now from a recent study he did in the book of Jeremiah. This reading here comes from, like like Benson said, from uh, a study I'm doing in Jeremiah, in particular chapter 23, verses 1 through 6. And I just want to take a second to remind us that we still, even in today's world, need God's Christmas gift. The world we live in, simply put, is a mess. One cannot turn on the news, Facebook, Twitter, or any other news source without finding death, destruction, disunity, chaos, and other uncertainty. In the United States, we are continuously faced with racial tensions and disunity amongst the American people regarding the tragic losses of life. Whether it is Michael Brown, Eric Garner, Daryl Pearson, or any other person, uh, the pain of death constantly seems to be around us. Other countries in the world are in no better state of affairs. The news out of Pakistan surrounding the cowardly massacre of 145 children by the Taliban casts such a dark shadow for the hope of humanity. This shadow seems to be so daunting, and there seems to be that there is no sign of it relenting its grasp on the world. In recent years, it has been easy to place figurative blinders on and to disassociate ourselves to what is going on in the world. However, this is becoming a much more difficult thing to do, and it is going to require action to stand up against the darkness and injustices found in this world. This problem is not new. This is a problem that every generation in the history of the world has had to deal with, and people have had to attempt to find a solution for. God recognized this problem. He addressed it and provided the solution for his people. Hear these words from the book of Jeremiah. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people, it is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to them for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up my shepherds over them, who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer, or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name which he shall he will be called, the Lord is our righteousness. That's Jeremiah chapter 23 verses 1 through 6. Here in Jeremiah, we see that God the Father recognizes that there are those in the world who are destroying and separating his people, or as he calls us, his sheep. It would be safe to say that God would have a similar view of the problems that we are facing today as he did in the times of Jeremiah. God also recognized that he needed to intervene and that he would become the shepherd for his people. At that time, God's sheep would no longer need to fear, be dismayed, or be missing. God also promised that he would raise up for David a righteous branch. This righteous branch we know to be, the, be his son, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the Prince of Peace, and our Holy Messiah. This is the time of the year that we celebrate the birth of Jesus, and we recognize and proclaim that indeed he is the answer to the darkness that we face in our world today. Here at Benson and Those Guys, we ask that you join us as we pray for the darknesses in our world, for those suffering from persecution and violence, the families of those mourning the loss of a loved one, and most of all, thanking God for the gift of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We also want to wish you and your loved ones a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 
A Savior is Born. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Off next week, back January 3rd. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and a very Happy New Year to everyone.